Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. edition of the Bruins Beat. A little delayed thanks to uh, my insane schedule and it's that time of year, Thanksgiving week here uh, in the States. But uh, the Bruins Beat on CLNS. I'm Jimmy Murphy. Joe Gill is here with me. Mr. Gill, how are you? I'm great and hopefully uh, Santa Claus will buy you something to replace your Commodore 64 that you have for a computer. So hopefully we'll have no issues in the future. But yeah, that would be nice. Things happen. It should happen. And, and, and speaking of Christmas, uh, Starting tomorrow, really? it, it's okay tomorrow for me. You know, if you want to talk oh, starting music. tomorrow to talk about Christmas, then fine. Yes, but you know, this you still it's not Christmas yet today, all right? It's not the holiday season yet. No, I agree with you hundred percent. Sick of that shit. I, I was in Costco, I think, probably I wanna say three weeks ago, and there's already Christmas trees. I'm like, stop it. It's, it's insane. Gee, we, we could just start after 4th of July. Let's just start fucking Christmas then. Let's just start because it's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't want to. Let's get through Thanksgiving first for Christ. I remember when I was a kid, right? Nothing started until like December. And then it, then it started getting closer and closer to November. And now it's going to be goddamn August. Yeah. Enough. All right. Anyway, enough of us Scrooges. Yeah. So, uh, hey, listen, before we get into it, uh, Joe, and, and, and talk, I'm sure we're going to talk about a certain position uh, out there in the ice uh, that resides between the pipes. I'm sure that's going to be a topic. But one, one thing I want to bring up quickly, uh, we are happy here at CLNS to uh, welcome on uh, DraftKings uh, is a, a new sponsor of ours, and uh, we want to just tell you a little bit about DraftKings. Of course, hockey nice. season is in full swing. We're at, we're pretty much at the quarter mark right now, and this is when it starts to get real, and, and maybe players, uh, you know, the, the pretenders are, are showing up, and the uh, the real players are starting to show up as well, and you can figure out better who to choose. But I'm sure by now everybody you know knows about DraftKings, Joe. But uh, I'll just give a quick little rundown if you've been living in a cave for the past three years. Uh, choose from a public contest with huge cash prizes or private contests where you compete against your friends. Uh, I think we might have to get a little Bruins Beat little league going. What do you think, Joe? Oh, of course, because I'll be I, I think probably that would be something. And, uh 
You've even got beginner and casual contests. So that's for you people that have been living in the cave. Uh, you like where casual. Yeah, well, you'll play. It's casual <laughs> fantasy sports. Not casual Yeah, sex, baby. Yeah, Randy. Uh, and they've even got beginner and casual contests where you'll play against people of a similar skill level. The best part is, though, is, we, is again, if you, if you don't know anything about DraftKings, the best part is you can draft a new team each day. You pick new players every day. You're not restricted to your draft that you made uh, back in uh, you know, late summer, early September when you were uh, 10 beers deep on a Sunday with your buddies at a bar. You're not, you're not restricted to that lineup. You can pick every day. So uh, that's just awesome. And the best part, of course, is you win cash doing this. Um, so you can uh, you know, sign up using the CLNS code. And you will get a discount there. $5 deposit is required. And uh, we urge you to join up. And I think we definitely will get a Bruins beat DraftKings League going. You like anything with the word beat in it. Okay. And uh, (laughs) again, when you want, use the code CLNS at DraftKings.com to play free with your first deposit for your share of $10,000 in total prizes tonight. Don't wait. Use that code CLNS at DraftKings.com to choose your lineup, and you can seriously cash in tonight. Wouldn't that be nice? Right around the holidays. Uh, The code CLNS, only at DraftKings.com, the game inside the game. All right, Mm -hmm. let's get into the goalie inside the net for the Boston Bruins. Uh, As we record this, Joe, uh, the Bruins are just off their, I would say, a very successful uh, road trip through the Bermuda Triangle. That Not over yet. I'll tell you what, I mean, it, you could be the Pittsburgh Penguins or the Tampa Bay Lightning, or you could be on top of the league and go into that Bermuda Triangle that is San Jose, L.A., and Anaheim, and you could come out easily 0-3-0, easily. I mean, that road trip eats up so many teams, and it, it's rare that you see a team go through there and come out with a winning record. So props to the Bruins, Joe, on doing that. And as we record this, they are going down to New Jersey. Jersey. Uh, to play the, yes, you heard this right, the Jimmy. first in the Metro Division, New Jersey Devils. Led by Jimmy Hayes. second best team in the Eastern Conference and the third best team in the NHL, the New Jersey Devils. That's right, folks. But these aren't, you know, Joe and I's New Jersey Devils. Scott uh, Niedermeyer. These aren't even like your, your, you know, early 30s to mid 30s New Jersey Devils. This is a whole new team, Joe. They have completely transformed themselves um, to keep up with the speed of today's game. And, you know, they've recruited well. They've drafted well. They've recruited well, getting college-free agents. Uh, This is a different Devils team, so another big challenge for the Bruins. But before we get into that, let's look back at this trip. And I know you want to talk about Anton Hudobin and Tuka Rask. You flip-flopping mofo, you. Mm -hmm. Uh, I want to hear your take on this. Go ahead. You can hear me, right? Yes, I can ready? hear you. Are you ready? I'm ready, Flip Flop. All right, here, here's the thing with me. All right, first I'm ready, Bill Clinton. I'm more important. It's going to be huge. It's, I'm more, uh, it's more important about the uh, – I'm a Tuca fan still. Let me just preface it with that. Still Tuca fan. But I am a fan of the logo in the front and not always the name in the back. So for, for uh, Hadovan to come in, even though he is not a Venza Trophy winner, he is not a transcendent Tim Thomas – uh, demigod, like some of these people are making him out to be. 
He is a nice little goalie that's played very well at the end of last year on the Cassie system, it must be. And um, this year so far, he's got them a couple of wins. And um, Tuca is just not having a good year. And uh, this hopefully will light a fire under his ass. And um, I actually was in the, the camp of believing that he should play today uh, just to see how he responds. Because if he responds and lays a, you know, shits his pants, then we know there's something else going on with him that's beyond just you know, having a, having a rut here. I think there might be something deep lying, like the team not wanting to play for him. Maybe they get sick of him getting okay. thrown. Right. Guys, 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 first off, I've talked to numerous players on that team off the record, and that none of that's true. And and that's that's okay. a media fan-generated BS thing where they say that, okay? okay? So let's get that out of the way. But as far as maybe there being an underlying problem, i.e. an injury, that could be very true because he's he still hurt. surgery. You never know. We don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that for a fact, but I'm just saying, yeah, you're right. If he comes out, if he plays in Jersey and he comes out and has a horrible game again and, you know, he's sort of out of position and, and not getting up uh, fast enough because he has. And that's another thing, too. I don't think it's just injury. It's I think his technique screwed up right now. Um, but nonetheless, there could be something there. But let's get that whole they don't want to play for him out of, uh, you know. They, they come out sometimes, too, when we're in a, a scrum talking to them and not even prompted, they'll defend Tuca. Not even prompted, they'll come out and say something. Right? And I've had them, you know, kind of a, go back at the media a bit, too, uh, saying you're being too hard on them. So that that's just, you know, people want to believe that. You know, I get this one guy, too, Joe. I didn't mean to cut you off and go in this rant. but that, oh, You do thing, that all the time. It just frustrates me because I get this one guy on Twitter that comes at me, right? And and he says just one. He says no. This is just about two. He says, oh well, um, you know, I I watched him one time when he he walked down the tunnel and a kid put his hat out and he didn't sign his autograph but Charlie did it. That guy did it. And, and and he's just a jerk and he has no oh. class and 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 his team doesn't like him either. I know that for a fa- oh really? You know that? Are you in the locker room every day? Jimmy, Jimmy, call the police! Yeah. Oh my god. He didn't sign a shirt or a oh hat. Oh, my God. What an asshole. Oh, my God. Maybe he didn't see it. Maybe he's having a bad day. He is human. Uh, you know, it, it just it gets me that people then have this axe to grind. And because of that axe to grind, that means Tuka sucks. That means his team hates him. That means the Bruins should trade him. And Bastard. furthermore, and this will be the end of my little rant here, because I agree with you. You ride Hudobin right now. I completely agree with you, my friend. But I, I, I still think you keep in mind that Tuka is your – your bread and butter and your number one and the guy you've got, you know, seven million invested in. But furthermore, speaking of that seven million, nobody's taking that contract. Get it through your thick heads. All no you trade Tuca people, get it old. through your thick, demented, non-realistic, non-objective heads. Get it through those thick heads of yours that there is no way in hell, especially mid-season, that they can trade that contract right now. And especially when he's sucking. Hey, oh yeah, here I am, Mr. Opposing GM. And Don Sweeney calls me, hey, do you want to take my goalie that's been shit in the bed lately? And yeah, that, you know, yeah, really, that makes sense. He's completely mentally lost lately. And um oh, and he makes seven million a year. You're tied into that for another three seasons. Uh, do you want to take yeah, and, and no, seriously, Peter, give me give me Connor McDavid or Leon Dry, Leon Dreisettle for Tuca. Yes, thank you very much. And then Somebody puts a gun to Peter Shirelli's head and blows him away because oh Peter Shirelli, we'll talk about him later too. By the way, you know, but enough <laughs> is enough. Like it, it's like these idiots in Montreal. 
Oh, yeah. Montreal, they're doing good. Let, let's trade Carey Price. Yeah. yeah oh, they're actually saying that now? So many guys. I'm sure there's so many GMs right now that want the, the highest paid contract to a goalie in the history of the game over $10 million a year start next year with a full no-movement club. Yeah, I'm sure so many GMs want. Oh, oh wait, that's right. But he's got to waive it, too. And same thing with Tuca. Why can't people think, Joe, before they go off on these things? And wait, Have you spoke to me yet? Yeah, I don't really think like, all the time. Really? Go ahead, Joe. Let me hear. I don't opinion. speak all. I, I, you know, I don't think all the time, Jimmy. You know that. I mean, come on. I mean, you and I. I don't think if yeah, you. Yeah, but you're at least rational, man. I mean, you you'll have emotion and you'll speak with your emotion and tweet with your emotion. Oh, but man, then, when you the... realize sometimes that you you maybe made a mistake or you overreacted, yeah, yeah, yeah. you at least admit hey. it. Well, hey, I mean, I came around Hadoven and he's playing playing well. You got to go yeah, with the hot hand. Make I mean, your mistakes. Jesus. There's nothing wrong with that. That's all. I have. Well, you but know, you got guys like Felder, man, like. Oh, you, you love know, the films. People on TV who just... Uh, oh, so, uh, Jimmy... paid this money? Jimmy, you know, you probably, you probably know old Batman. Riddle me this. Um, so, Cassie came out and said yesterday... I think it was yesterday. said, uh, basically, he doesn't know... He wants to you know... Gotta, hey, say what you mean yesterday is in Tuesday, right? Uh, yes, Tuesday. Okay, yeah, just because... Sorry, this Tuesday. This so, is, yeah, say uh, the date. About where his number one stands. He wants to make sure he's... Like, you know, I'm just paraphrasing... He's okay and all that because they. I, I guess Felgram has with butchering him last. Uh, cast a little bit last night for like kind of uh, waffling something that we know very much about. Um, so what do you take? What's your take on that? I mean, is Cassie just? I mean, he said the hot hand. And he's like Tuca. He was kind of waffling. So. Um. Yeah, but that's his job, you know. Like yeah. I, I look at it like a coach, you know, or a GM. That's. Sort of their job, like they got to be like a politician sometimes, you know what I mean? Because you don't want to give away too much to the opponent, and I know it's frustrating for us as reporters or fans. It's it's definitely frustrating. You want you want to get the news, you want to know it. That's it. Let's move on. But I think he's also it's a delicate situation. I think this is a big crossroads for Bruce Cassidy, Joe, in terms of his, and it's coming real early in terms of his new coaching career with the Boston mm-hmm. Bruins. This is a very delicate situation. And, you know, like you have a guy who's paid as a number one, who's, who's told he's a number one, and who, who feels and sort of goes about his ways as if he's a number one, like he should. And now all of a sudden, he's not the guy. And, you know, Tuca's been, I thought, really a good sport about it. Did you see his quote? I thought it was good. He, he says, Where he like, said, you know, I'd start him too. That's what he's got to do. He's, I thought that was a good quote. I, I thought that was great by Tuka. Now, well, whether he means it or not is a whole other thing, but we're not in his head, so we have no ability to to say if he does. But all we can well, do is Well, here's the said. thing with that is, is that, of course, I post that. I go, oh, what a good teammate. And they're like, well, you know what? He's throwing in his towel. He's giving up. He yeah, sucks. See, he has a fire in the belly. It. What's he supposed to say? Like, fuck Dobie. I, I want to well, go in. I'm a, this is know, what the shame. We had this conversation. I had this conversation yesterday. This is like last year, right? When everybody, or two years ago, the Ottawa game or the big games, and we shit in his pants and he was sick. Everybody's like, he should be fighting to get in there. I'd rather have a guy that's uh, uh, healthy and uh, has gives you more of a shot than a mm. guy that's shit in his pants or he's just puking every two seconds or whatever. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm with you, man. And like, they do make a good point, but I'm sure it's just Tuka haters being Tuka haters. But there is, I think there's some validity, validity to saying, well, don't you want a guy that wants to be in there? Like, I mean, uh, it's kind of like Mac uh, up in Montreal earlier this season when Pacioretty told my friend Arpin Basu, he said, "Yeah, this uh, this C on my jersey is overwhelming." 
and I'm letting the team down, and I don't know how to handle this. And that's that's kind of shitty. You, you don't, and you're like, kind of like, okay, you sound like a, you know what, like a wuss. Yeah, we. Really oh, what Jerry Jones called Bob. You, you do not sound like a captain. Uh, I can see people's view with Tuca that saying that, and if I was Tuca, this is just how I would have said it. And I'm, I'm not being overly critical to him. I think what he said was fine. Yeah, but he could have done it a slightly bit better if he had said, hey, I want to be in there, but I can't argue with the coach. Right now, I mean, Dolby, yeah, right, Dolby's right. playing great. I mean, what are you going to say? Like, I, well, you got to throw him a bone. I yeah. mean, geez, you can't crucify for everything. But there's another thing, Jimmy, that I have to kind of get off my chest. I, not as many, but there's a few clowns out there like, oh, you know, Cassidy is before they won the two games. Cassie sucks. Get rid of Cassidy. We should have kept Claude. Really? You should have kept Claude? I don't know if you see the standings lately. There's a certain team that's three games in hand. You know, the Bruins have three games in hand of Montreal and are two points ahead of the, of the Joe, standings. Joe. Well, hold on. Let me Joe, don't blame that on, on Claude. Please do not do that or this show goes sideways right now. No, minus 25. Wait a minute. Minus 25. That's, that's, um, that's just unreal. For a Montreal team being a minus 25? That's not coaching, though. All right, so they just they suck personnel wise. Yeah, and I, I mean it's it's just well known around the league. Like Google Montreal Canadiens right now, and there'll be a bunch of stories about so and so writer talking to so and so GM that says they're fucked. They have no way to get out of the mess they're in right now. They so they're in capital too. They didn't have a plan B for for Andre Markov. They didn't have a plan B for Rattleoff. Uh, you know, guys, they lost. people like you lost your number two defenseman. There's something to be said about that. Right. You lost your, your your leading point scorer. There's something to be said about that. And you didn't replace what they replace him with. Freaking Aless Hemsky and David Schlemko. I mean, that that's on the GM, and I've defended that GM a lot, but he he's just, of it, he's he's on the he's he said he's not really in trouble. Well, he is now. Now he is, okay. Not necessarily in season, but I I, I mean he's looking at this time next year, he's either GMing somewhere else or he's looking for a job. I mean they're in I mean they're in desperate they're in way be- worse problems than the Bruins right now. If you want to say that, that's fine. But don't blame that on Claude. I mean Claude walked into that. That's he wasn't part of creating that. That well, was Jimmy, already I, right, what it was. May, okay, uh, maybe maybe I'll backtrack. It's not all him, but it's it's coaching a little bit. You got you gotta blame a little bit. Can't, Dude, you can't, can only dress a pig up so much. Well, I didn't think they fell off that much off talent wise. Holy shit! Maybe I... yeah. And, and, and Montreal is the wor- is the wrong type of pig. They're not that tasty bacon. They're like a pig, you know. So oh, oh up there. Oh god, I know. But dude, just any Montreal. A French I, this a pig. A French a pig. This could be historic for them for de- defense. Uh, you know, just well, being. If I, that's a whole. We should have a whole episode on them sometime. I mean, if I was them, see, Don Sweeney deserves a lot of credit because as we speak. Don Sweeney, I think, is doing a great job of building on the fly, and I think. Well, a week ago he wasn't. Now, since the two wins, yes. <laughs> I, I've I've been steadfast. I on that. know, I know. You know, no, no, I haven't. I haven't swayed off that man, and I'm not gonna. I I told you, I don't care if this team makes the playoffs. I think you got to look at the bigger picture. It'd be nice if they make the playoffs. That's awesome and all, but I don't think that's the end all be all. The problem is in Montreal. That was the end all be all. The problem is, is they that's all they have. They they set their sights on a cup when they're they're not even a playoff contender. Let alone a cup contender. Sniffing the jock. Yeah, so that's the problem there with that team. Like, I mean, they. I, I, mean, I don't know. They're a mess. The Rangers right? came out of it. They're, Bruins they're fans should be happy they're not the Canadians. Yeah. yeah by well, the way, Rangers... what what do Bruins fans think of Ray Borked on in a Canadians jersey last week? Oh, I, I missed that. I don't. I don't believe it ever happened. So don't. I can't even talk believe to it me. didn't go around social media. 
Let's not even talk about it happened. Why do you why do you have to rip right down? Let's let's not talk about it. It's not even like pretend it even happened. Right. As far as I know, that's fake news. Never happened. Yeah, okay, Donald. Don. Okay, Don. Uh, God, do that. I don't know if you started that. Those tweets this morning. Oh, Jesus Christ. I have not. What are you going uh, off on the Wednesday? Best thing about, I, I don't get into politics, but the best thing about the Donald Trump uh, tweets are the responses. <laughs> They're just gold. That's it. All right. That's all I got to talk about there. All right. Uh, so let's get back there. We're, we're talking about the uh, the goaltending there, and I think we're both in agreement. Yeah. Ride the hot right, hand. Right, but the yeah. problem is, Joe, it, and that's why I said it's a delicate situation. At what point you got to throw him back in there sometime because you don't want him yeah, to get rusty either. Yeah. I, yeah. I completely agree. But, you know, everybody's got to remember how terrible Hadovan was at the beginning of last year. Okay. So just remember that. He, he was terrible, like beyond terrible. Do you remember how bad he was? Like, just god-awful. So I, I just think, uh, you know, did they announce who's starting today yet? No. Mm, I'm thinking Tuca for some reason because he's got a P's and plus. Guess see if his head's well, right. By the time like most said, people listen to this, they'll already know, so it won't matter. But, yeah. Well, I mean, well, here's the thing, too. If he Like we talked about, if he comes out and shits his pants again, I, I can't even – you can't even get on that wall too many more times, man, because now he's got somebody who's like, you know, he's got some competition now, right? Mm. So he's got he's got to he's got to get going. I mean, he really has to. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know if you read Fluto Shinzawa's uh, piece on the Tuca situation this past Sunday. It's worth a read. It, yeah. It's uh, it's a good read, and I mean, as he pointed out there, and he did say, you know, Tuca needs to make some of these big stops and and, yep. and and do some bailing out at times. He does need to be better at that. But at the same time, they compared. You know, the chances and the goals that Hudobin's face versus Tuca. And, you know, I don't think people understand it. To be honest, I didn't really look at it that way until I had a really good conversation with uh, Bob Ascenza. Pretty much the same conversation Fluto had with him in that story. Goalie Bob? Yeah, and, but mine was off the record. It was just I, I bumped into him at a function over the summer and we ended up having a couple beers and just kind of shooting the shit. And I was asking, you know, how, how do you judge when a goalie is on and when he's not? I mean, because we just sort of go by wins and losses and goals against. And, and like he said in that story, you know, he's like the scoring chances against. Like how, how does he oh, react to, to legit scoring chances? 80, you got to be 800. Yeah, and, and Tuka Rask has had way more legit scoring chances against him than – Hudobin to this point, a because he played more, um, and b I don't know. It's just one of these things. It's a, it is what it is. But he still has to come up with some of these saves, and I think that's been the problem. So I think yeah, looking, yeah, not, I think yeah. if you're looking at Tuca right now, one thing to to look at wouldn't be, you know, him not signing an autograph for a kid. Uh, it would be look at his technique. I've noticed. I don't know about you, man, but does he go down more than he used to? Yes. Yeah. He goes down like a toothless $3 lady of the night. I don't – I wonder what that is. I mean, is that because he's – You don't know what that is? No, but I I'm, I mean, I wish we you should get – we should get like a goalie specialist on the beat sometime. And, goalie? Uh, yeah, who's – who's? all right, this is what they do like at Sports Radio. Who's played beer league hockey that's played net or played in high school yeah. in 1978? Yeah, I'm talking we could get somebody like uh, – <laughs> well, I got Brian DeCord. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Stop at goaltending. He's really – Great goalie coach. The problem is, is he? You know, people. Let's get him he's, on. Well, he's in, he's employed by the Leafs right now, so I don't know if the Leafs would allow nah, him not to talk about not. Tuka Rass, but um, especially the guy they traded. Who they traded? <laughs> yeah, funny, right? Yeah, there's some irony. 
He's the guy that you traded. Um, but yeah, hey, I, let's I, talk I about. Think, I think okay. Tuka, I think he's going down too much, Joe, and I think that's something we got to watch going on to see if oh, he sure. plays and he doesn't go down as much. Maybe we'll know that he's he's back. So I, you know, just shift the gears a little bit. I do uh, like the DeBrusque benching, and then he came out and he's mm. been playing very well since. Yeah. So sometimes the kids need a little slap, and slap man, around a little bit. I, um, I think that's, so that's a great good. sign good for see. a young kid, don't you? Oh, absolutely. And then you know, as I'm wearing my uh, Mick Mick uh, McAvoy, I'm loving him shirt. Um, that goal he scored the other night, it was it was filthy. Yeah. Dare I say it was. Uh, B O four esque. Kidding, kidding. But it was very nice. I mean, you haven't seen mobility from a defenseman like that since probably Ray. I mean, honestly, scoring goals like that. Tori Crew. I mean, Crew doesn't score goals like that. He doesn't score goals like that, but he has mobility. Cut in front of the net and like backing. I mean, shelf it. I mean, you kidding me? That's good. No, but do you want? Do, you better. You better not do that all the time, though, because that play. Oh no, go, no, because you leave that play is going to go back the other way, and you're screwed. Oh, for sure, for sure, but. Just to see that he has those chops is just pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. No, I like – I think the kid's a stud, and, you know, he's only going to you know. get better. I also like, you know, it, it was, it's funny you brought up DeBrusque because uh, – I didn't too. Well, you, you're like a mind reader, bro, because that's what I'm going to be writing after we get off this podcast. I'm kind of mm-hmm. writing a piece, mm-hmm. like I was telling you about, like sort of like Cassidy, how, how he's sort of handling, I think, his first real test, and it's, it's probably come a little quicker than expected. But and, and in terms of – calling out players to the media, uh, whether it be veterans or youth, and knowing when to do it, knowing when to say it and how to time it, or or doing a healthy scratch like he did with DeBrusque. And he brought that up. But then it was funny. He brought up uh, – uh, he goes, you know, he's kind of listing young players. Like, oh, you know, I was kind of close. If he hadn't gotten hurt, he might have been benched. He was talking about Andrews Bjork. So he was saying yep. he might have been a healthy scratch as well if he hadn't gotten hurt. And then – he said, but, you know, McAvoy, I don't think I'm ever going to have to do that. Because he, no, no. he said better than anyone, he's, he said he's never seen a young kid like that recover shift to shift. Well, you saw him in the playoffs. How many minutes did he, he average? Oh. 20 26? plus? 26, yeah. I think. Yeah, 26 something. Yeah, for a 19-year-old kid? Yeah. That, that was mind-blowing. But what's great, and he's not, I don't think he was saying that the other kids sulk. He was just saying, like, it kind of rattles them a bit more. Like, so if McAvoy goes out, and he, say he goes in on one of those breaks you're talking about right now, and then, you know, he coughs the puck up, it goes back the other way for a goal. I mean, we, some we young just, guys are going to get depressed over that. They're going to, it's going to get to them, and they're going to, they're not going to sulk, but they're going to be rattled. He's Jimmy, saying what, that what McAvoy do you think? doesn't I mean, get rattled. You hear that, you know, like, uh, just using the football analogy, like, SEC teams, like University of Miami, play like a pro style offense. Do you feel like BU plays like a pro style kind of system? Because they've been good for so many years and they have so many. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, so that, I think that helps them out too. I think if you played North Dakota State or something like that, which you know are good teams, but I just think, especially teams in hockey, East are just, you know, this is their bread and butter. This is what they come out for, and this, these kids are groomed that way when they come out. So yeah, yeah. You know where he's uh, from? Who's that? He's from New York, Long Beach, New York, brother. I lived there well, for a I, year. I tried to. Forget all that, by the way. It so, is a amazing, amazing place. If you ever get the chance, go down there, man. They have it's on Long Island, right? Yeah, they have. So Long Beach, New York, right? Picture Hampton Beach, New Hampshire, okay? Oh Jesus Christ! But a lot please. nicer. And uh, don't say Hampton Beach. You don't. Want well, to I'm just saying like that, like the strip. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah, yeah. I get okay, you. so here's how it goes. It's like every other place. Ready? It's Irish pub, bagel shop, 
Irish pub, bagel shop, Irish pub, <laughs> right down the line. And wow, it, look at the stereotypes just coming through this it, coming through this it's, podcast. It's awesome. You just need man. all so to get basically, along. Basically, when you get bagel out of the pub at four in the morning, you get out of the pub at four in the morning in Long Beach. The bagel shops are open for breakfast. You grab a nice uh, egg, bacon, and cheese, and head home. It's it was such a cool town to live in. And uh, you live there too. God, yeah, you're a nomad. I live there, you're man. You're a fucking nomad. I was there for... Uh, is that when you work with the Isles? It is. It was 20 okay. minutes south uh, of Nassau Coliseum. Nassau Coliseum. And I actually we were also, it's right next to uh, the famed, uh, by the Ramones, Rock, 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 Rockaway Beach. It's right next door. Really? I went to some of their old clubs that they started off in. It's, Look at you. Well, you it's saw a the cool Ramones. area, man. I, I'd go down, and I actually, I talked to... The, the most ironic thing is the, hop, the hockey down there is awesome. Like that whole little community, because of the sort of the Islanders and the, the Rangers used to practice there, and then the Islanders are right up the highway, like three exits. So are the a, Islanders going back. By the way, good hockey influence there. No, they're not going to go back. They're not going they're back gonna go to Union Deal. They're going to go to uh, City Field. What we mean? We I thought they leave in Brooklyn. They are leaving Brooklyn, but they're going to go if they get the permit. They're going to build a new arena next to City Field. Where the Mets play. Yep, is that where the Mets, Mets play? play. Oh, is that where the Giants play? I'm sorry. No, it's where the, uh, where the Mets. Oh, it is the Mets. Okay. Yeah. I'm more confused. That's where the Winter Classic is this year. Oh, yeah. Who's it? Is, it's Buffalo and who? And, and the Rangers. That's terrible. Buffalo's like just not a marquee team. That's yeah, they terrible. did. Buffalo on Wednesday released their unis too. And like, I don't know, but you check them out. They're, they're basically. I saw the them. Same I didn't look at them. They're yet. like the same things that they wear every night. Like. What? what, what uh, they look like homeless people because they suck? They're terrible. <laughs> anyway, let's get I, back know, to the we close with this. How about the excitement? I know you basically completely soiled your pants in the front area when you heard the Bruins and Blackhawks were playing at the, uh, the temple, the Church of Notre Dame, which I, I, I hate that team more than life itself. So you must be extremely excited about that. Uh, I think that's 81,000 people for a hockey game is just going to be insane. Yeah, I'm stoked. It's going to be awesome, man. I'm, I'm going to really try to go excited. to that one. Yeah. If you I'm, know anybody. If anybody I, I knows do, anybody. I, I do, my friend. We will talk off air for sure. Fly to Chicago and then drive down, right? Two hours? Yeah, and um, that's going to be awesome. But, mm -hmm. I mean, looking ahead right now, Joe, you know, as we talk, let me pull it up here, I believe, On as they head into Turkey the New Jersey, as they were heading into the New Jersey, by the way, uh, if you do listen to this today, uh, if it does go live today and you're listening to this, uh, be safe on Thanksgiving Eve. Yes, the biggest look out for those drinking wishbones. night of the year. So if yeah, you're drinking, it's amateur hour. don't drive. Because there's a amateur cop hour. every 20 centimeters. There's a cop. Amateur hour. Yeah. Yeah, I got a little funny story. I got pulled over by a cop yesterday. Uh, same road I usually Are get pulled drinking? over. I got pulled over two weeks ago. And I'm like, Jesus, I thought I made it. You, you know, on certain roads, you make a concerted effort to like slow down because you know the cops are. Um, so I get pulled over and the cop's like, what are you doing? I go, oh man, I, I, I got pulled over this road before I'm trying to slow down. He goes, and then he tells me to take out my registration. He goes, is that like, is that a warning? I go, yeah. He goes, you should take that and burn that because if any cop sees that, they're going to write you right up. And he's like, get out of here. Have a good holiday. I'm like, wow. okay. I know he let me go. He's like, throw away the, uh, the warning. I'm like, wow. All right. That's cool. So that was nice. But um, but as we head into Thanksgiving, uh, into the Thanksgiving Eve game with Jersey, the Boston Bruins, twenty points. They are yeah. three points out of a playoff spot now. As we've discussed before, this Jeez is wins. the historic, you know, the the quarter mark. Historically, this is the time when you know who the pretenders are and who's going to contend for a playoff spot. And basically, the the thing is, right is if you are five points or more out of a playoff spot. 
at this point in the season, you're not going to make the playoffs. The Bruins well, you, you got to take, take the games in hand into consideration too, right? Because they get like two or three on some teams. So. Yeah, no, but this is good. I mean, they, they're they're with they're under the threshold, so they're all right right now. They're they're exactly <laughs> after all was said and done and all the freaking out. They're exactly where we thought they'd be, and this is well, where those two games. Be. Will be this huge. is where they're going to be at the halfway mark. This is where they'll be at the three quarter mark. And this is where they'll be at the end of the season, battling it so, out. Jimmy, if they lost those two games in California, we'd be talking a different tune for sure. We those would. two huge games. We would. Um, and I think if but, they make the playoffs, you, you will look back on that trip and be like, wow, they went 2-1. and one in I the mean, realistically, triangle. playoffs, even if they go, they may win a round. I mean, that, let's be realistic. That's probably about their ceiling right now. Yeah. So, as, as the guys say, I take it day by day, brother. I day by day? Is that going to be a song? I, I got to look ahead to tonight. Is that song an outro? Day by day. Yeah. We need that. You got to do some, like, uh. Wasn't that for Turkey. like Webster? Is there any like thank you? Like, how about thank wait, you? Wait, by, day Zeppelin. by day. Wasn't that for Webster? Maybe. I think you should do for Thanksgiving. Thank you. But like Zeppelin. Oh, we're, well, by the way, just so you know, we're closing it out with Adam Sandler. Come on. Oh, turkey for you. Turkey yes, for me. Well, you know what, Jimmy? I'm thankful that I got to, you know, be partnered with the, the most outrageous and hockey knowledgeable the, leprechaun. The Hunter S. Thompson of uh, hockey reporting. <laughs> on this side of the... <laughs> Uh, the Emerald Isle, laddie. <laughs> yeah, so, me too, you know, brother. Feelings mutual, now, my friend. Yeah, I know. I'm just I'm feeling my nipples now. But anyway, um, <laughs> we, we definitely need to get together and uh, give thanks for all the and the great fans on Facebook and all the millions and millions of fans that download our uh, podcast every week. We thank you. Uh, we thank you. You know, and I thank the Boston Bruins for just being a hockey team that I've loved my whole life. So, as much as they piss me off sometimes, I love them just like. Family, right? You get mad at family, but you love them in the end. So exactly. That's all and by the way, Day by Day was an actual sitcom. I knew I was on it, on to something. Somebody there. needs to get the fuck out of the house. <laughs> anyway. anyway. Hey, ha- happy Thanksgiving, brother. Ha- enjoy. Oh, by the way, too, if you, if you do hear this today, I- instead of going out and dealing with the amateur hour, stay home, get a nice bottle of red or and some nice beer, whatever you drink. Get and uh, the there red. are... What, 14 games on Wednesday night. Every single team except one is playing in the NHL. On oh, because it's 31 teams. Pretty cool, man. It's a hockey dream. Papa Bruin will be up in North Conway, New Hampshire this weekend. If any of my, my fans are going to be up there, hopefully we'll bump into you. Maybe we'll get a, we'll get a nice pint. Yep. But anyway, I want to thank uh, y'all. By the way, go Bruins. join DraftKings. Use the CLNS code. This has been another edition of the Bruins Beat with Jimmy Murphy and Joe Gill here on CLNS Media. Gobble, gobble. A turkey for me, turkey for you. Let's eat turkey in a big brown shoe. Love to eat the turkey at the table. I once saw a movie with Betty Grable. Eat that turkey all night long. 50 million Elvis fans can't be wrong. Turkey, turkey, D, turkey, turkey, dap. I eat the turkey and I take a nap. <laughs> Thanksgiving is a special night. Jimmy Walker used to say dynamite. That's right. Turkey with the gravy and the cranberry. Can't believe the Mets traded that was strawberry. Turkey for you and a turkey for me. Can't believe Tyson gave the girl BD. A gobble gobble docky. I used to go to camp at Lake Winnipesaukee. Come on, Kevin. No, that's okay. <laughs>
Oh, it'll be fun. Okay. A turkey for me and a turkey for you. Let's feed the turkey in a big brown shoe. Turkey leads me and a turkey leads up to. Love to eat the turkey with a lot of stuffing. Turkey and sweet potato pie. Sammy Davis Jr. only had one eye. Turkey could only cost a nickel. Oh, I love turkey on Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody! I'm Kevin Nealon, and that's news to me. All right.